and welcome to that doggone podcast episode two i am recording this on saturday afternoon and not friday hence why i said fridays after midnight so um i'm gonna stick to they will be out in the weekend so it'd be like friday or saturday so i'm gonna try to stick to that and be consistent that way so that gives me the that two days there but i have some at home stuff starting probably soon so i'll have a little more on my plate but my budget should get bigger as time goes on and uh i get into better positions in life but uh tomorrow is my first training class alone kind of i have backup uh but it's our first training class without the instructor he's supposed to leave us with the class and uh what better way to prepare for such an event than staying strong on the podcast here and uh doing the second episode and uh making it kind of within the same realm of what I'll be doing tomorrow or, you know, teaching. It's kind of hard because today I have some uh, key topics I'm going to cover and try to keep these short and sweet so they're easy to consume. But, like, 20 to 30 minutes, never more than an hour, of course, you know. Subject subject to change as, uh, you know, content... And the show itself changes, like, interviews, like, field interviews, for say, um, showcasing, like, I don't know, shelter dogs or something, or something like that happens. Because that's what I see this leading up to, is, like, backing the nonprofit a whole lot. Of course, I'm going to, uh, there will be shameless plugs in and out of this. Who wouldn't? But... You know, I am training right now and trying to make a little extra income in this economy. Imagine that. So, you find yourself near or in the Columbus, Indiana area and need some uh, dog training. Hit up (laughs) the fox and the hound. I am uh, working with them currently, and I have seen the results and... uh, we will get it done. So, that being said, today, uh, I'm kind of, well, not not regurgitating what I talked about last week, but maybe, uh, in some sense, um, uh, like, going more in depth, but just talking about redirecting behavioral issues in general today like uh first of all I said to look into classical conditioning and that's the greatest place to start in terms of overall learning because it's the meat and potatoes of this all it's the root of uh you know teaching a animal domesticated perhaps not just a dog even but you know in this case dogs 
but you know we're kind of going based off that with anything else we do and then of course you're going to have you know levels of training so that's why it might be might be uh beneficial to still come to a trainer and get some help because you know uh, i'll get into it here but the difference in between teaching sit and lay down or roll over and uh something like bark uh you know there's subtle differences it's mostly you know the same using the stimuli to uh to reward the behavior you want to encourage and slowly winging off the stimuli and just using the uh well still stimuli but instead of food you would use affection or good boy good girl yes that's that uh blanket word that buzzword uh we've been using you start everything off with that kind of yes yes and then yes could become sit or lie down roll over show me your belly uh, stuff like that so uh depending on what you're teaching the dog and why uh in my case i have a dog getting on top of the other dog a little too often so uh <laughs> just uh that and jumping onto people uh kind of attacking the doorway just redirecting those kinds of behavioral issues uh how would you do that you know what i mean so uh in any case you have a behavioral issue you want to stop i.e. in my case you know getting on top of the other dog i have uh in his case i have a soft pretzel and it's like a rope toy and man he loves that thing so it's a real easy distraction but I get him with that and then, you know, reward with food, stimuli, good boy, you know. So it's all about finding uh, just something your dog attaches. It might be a tennis ball. It might be a blanket. Heck, uh, that's another thing you can uh, use as a blanket, but I would say use the blanket more as like a... Here's how I use them is I have like three or four blankets that are just the dogs. It's their special little blankets. And, you know, I kind of use certain blankets with specific dogs. So it kind of feels like their own. But that's like a piece of home I can drag with me anywhere. So if I'm like traveling, which I do a lot, I have to bring the dogs with me. And they're in the car. It makes car rides real quiet and easy, especially having the toy on top of the blanket. I can spread these blankets out in the back seat and they'll just lay in the blanket and sleep and I can go for hours outside of you know having to stop and uh let them use the bathroom stuff like that and that could be a real lifesaver if you travel a lot actually um so that's just uh you know one way to use the blanket but it's kind of how I use it period uh, and then have, like, the dogs have their own special toys, you know what I mean? Like, Kirby has his pretzel, and then, uh, Bertha Mae has her bear, and I bring those with me, and that's, like, I need them to, like, sit down, relax, pay attention to something, you know, I could throw these items out, and if I have a behavior I want to 
deflect, well, I can do the same thing with the uh, pretzel or the bear, you know, like, hey, get off of her, throw the pretzel, he's going after that, and then I kind of reward that behavior instead of the other, so... That's that's kind of just more in-depth in redirecting behavioral issues, but uh, I took some notes here, and I'm kind of reading from them as I go. That's why I'm a little... Uh, trying not to have dead air, but a little thoughtful, we'll say. I have these little blank spaces where I go to look in this book here. Uh, but yeah, you're basically gaining that focus back and rewarding the focus, right? You're rewarding them for focusing on you and not per se deterring the behavior, but that's how you're going to win them over every time, right? That's how you're going to get them to stop doing the thing is you should just be able to say, hey, cut it out. You know, they know. So um, we talked about using the blanket and how that can kind of uh, make uh, boarding, you know, leaving them with the babysitter. If you have to take them out of the house or you're traveling and the pup stays somewhere, those blankets and those toys could be the difference in between a <laughs> homeward bound story and coming home to a peaceful, happy pup. And then... Yeah, I kind of had this leading into bark. Because the difference in bark is typically, because uh, we talked about last week, you know, uh, teaching tricks, how teaching a trick or a command, for a better word, uh, you could teach one trick to one command, right? So if it's like sit is sit, lie down is lie down, roll over is roll over, so... For example, I said I use the clicker for focus. So once that clicker's like, I'm bringing it to my nose and I'm using it to get them to look at me. You know, when I use that clicker forever after that, it's, they're going to sit down and look up. You know what I mean? Uh, same for the whistle. I use that for come here. So once I've got them trained to that and in tune to it, it's like I'm going to blow that whistle and dogs will come running. So... That's how uh, that classical conditioning really works uh, in training the dog to a command kind of works. So, <clears throat> that repetition is the real teacher, yeah. So, you know, doing it over and over and over and over, taking 10, 15 minutes out of every day and really enforcing that command with the dog and weeks you'll have results surely so um but typically when you're training you know to a command you are looking for like you're giving them a good 15 to 20 seconds to you know show they understand the command like if i'm saying sit or i'm saying stay i'm giving them you know at most 30 seconds to sit there, like, prove they've understand it before I'm uh, giving them a treat and, uh, you know, kind of giving them the affection, the stimuli, the reward. So 
The difference in that and something like bark, and this is what I mean by levels of training, and why, for example, it might be still useful or beneficial to come to a trainer or a professional and uh, get a little help. Not to say anybody needs it, but if you find yourself doing something a little more in-depth, this is where we can really come in handy because we do this every day. So uh, talking about bark, the difference is that trick is, uh, well, it it becomes a trick because right now Kirby, he is you know, barking at everything, and I travel with them a lot, and anything that walks by the car gets close to the car, like, I was just listening to him, and the Menards parking lot, bark, 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 so, uh, you know, I can, I can keep deterring him with the pretzel, like I was talking about, and I can keep redirecting that behavior issue, but, I can also train him to bark uh, on command, you know, make it a command, a trick. So that's the route I'm going to go. So there will be some applicable, applicable, I think that'll sound right when I play it back, applicable experience there uh, later in the coming months. But I'm, I'm trying to teach bark as a command, so... The way I understand it is I'm going to rile him up, you know, and when he gets to that point, he's like, a rough, rough barking at me. You know, that's when I reward him with the stimuli. But uh, in this case, instead of kind of giving it that 15 to 20 seconds, you know, you're immediately rewarding the bark. You know, good boy, good boy, giving the stimuli the food. And uh, hopefully that turns into... uh me just having to not listen to it at all. Like, I, <laughs> I'm i sure there will still be instances I'm redirecting that behavior, but it'll be a little easier, and I still have the pretzel method, you know? And sometimes just having that blanket in the car, I'm serious. Um, it didn't work today, but having that blanket out, they'll just go lay down. They'll They'll be quiet. They won't be a pain in the butt while you're out doing errands and stuff so but yeah that's basically it Uh, bark is the difference is the speed at which you're rewarding the behavior and you're kind of rewarding a bad behavior but the idea is to uh, make it something you command the dog to do something they don't do on their own anymore they look for you to lead them into barking they don't bark unless you want them to so hopefully that's how it works out for me i get up well i don't want to say i need a quieter dog but hopefully i'm not having to worry about him uh going after strangers or especially in public uh because that can be become really obnoxious that can become the reason you don't take Fido out, actually, because today he was kind of bad in Lowe's, but that's really the behavior I'm looking to stop in the first place, is like being out in public and having him bark at random people while we're in the store shopping, so hopefully that's how it works out. Anyway, we're not even at 20 minutes yet. We're at 15 minutes, and I'm actually going to leave this episode this short. 
because I think that's the uh, best way to do some uh, podcast uh, in this instance for sure because it's like I'm shooting information at you for you to learn from and this is one of those cases where you don't want to burn people out so breaking these we're almost at 20 but breaking these down into small increments and, you know, making the information easy to understand, layman's terms, short and sweet to the point. I think that's going to make it uh, better for learning for a lot of people. I think that's how I learn is kind of, I don't like people to uh, drone on. I kind of like, well, a little bit of redundancy, just the cliff notes and then more in depth later so you kind of if you want to sit for the longer version you can if that makes sense but you know this is all about learning on my end and being transparent and uh kind of letting people letting people see what it's like to like mess up uh be figuring it out as you go learn how to do it as you go so I'm at 17 right now. I'm not even going to try to hit 20. That was episode 2 of That Doggone Park... Or <laughs> that was episode 2 of That Doggone Podcast. It is a tongue twister. And I appreciate everybody that's listening right now. <laughs>